Welcome to Cover to Cover, a podcast featuring musical conversations about an album or song which has changed and enhanced someone's life. I'm your host, songwriter Matt Tarka. Thanks for joining us today. We humans connect with the presence of music in our own unique way. As an artist, a concert goer, through our headphones, or as something that simply lives in our everyday background, our guest today is one Floor Wood and one Wesley Wood. Together, they are Seattle, Washington's The W Lovers, and they have been making their mark on the live music scene all over the American West, playing over 100 shows a year since their inception in 2014. They released a record uh, recently, as recently as June 2019, called This Little Town, and they have more music for you on the way. So I'm going to make sure to drop a link to all things The W Lovers and where you can catch up on the latest developments around their career. For our conversation today, we're going to be discussing David Rawlings' 2017 record titled Poor David's Almanac, which was released back on August 11th of 2017 via Acony Records. Um, We're going to be delving into this record in just a minute. So um, without further ado, here are our guests, the W Lovers. Floor and Wesley, it is really great to have you today on the program. Thanks so much for coming on to Cover to Cover. Thanks for having us. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about David Rawlings and uh, his uh, 2017 album, Poor David's Almanac. What um, what compelled you to choose this album? Is this a direct inspiration You know, based on the music that you're writing, or is this just something that you kind of agreed to? Uh, you know, say, hey, this is an, an album that we just really love and enjoy. We really love it. It stopped us in our tracks. Um, it kind of came on an automatic playlist. Um, what was the playlist we were listening to? We were listening to Gillian Welch, mm-hmm. and they've been musical partners forever. Um, her music is it's so inspiring. She's, she's got a really simplistic way of writing a really good folk song. And then he's in the background making everything even better. And then, so we were listening to her and one of his songs just popped on. We were like, what is that? Um, so his, his music just, it, it came on and it, it was just like, what is the song? What is that sound? And so we had to find out more and it just come out at the time we were on the road I don't even know what tour we were on. We were somewhere in the middle of the country, and and it, and then we just had to go and find the rest of the album. And then the rest of the album was brilliant too. Okay. The song was Cumberland Gap that came on, yeah, which is I guess the uh, second or third track on the record. Floor, you just started to allude to uh, a couple of the players just a moment ago. Um, who the uh, lead singer is, and who are all the great accompanying uh, musicians that appear. Well, David Rawlings is the songwriter for this album, and then he has his longtime um, songwriting partner, Gillian Welch. Um, she actually wrote some of the songs for the album, and so she... Yeah, she co-wrote five of the songs. She sings BVs. I think she plays like a bongo at some point. Mm-hmm. There's even a song where she's doing the percussion. There's a video, actually, of her doing Snaps. like... It's... You know the cup song? You know how they tap the cup, they flip it over, that sort of thing? That's not part of this record by any means. But she's doing something like that, slapping her legs. And that is the, that's the percussion sound for one of the songs. And it's amazing. But she, she picks up a couple of different instruments. Um, yeah, Willie Watson on the, I believe he's playing banjo and uh, BVs. 
um, Brittany Haas, I believe, is the fiddle player. She brought me to tears when I heard the song Airplane. Um, My grandma was a fiddle player, and she played in the exact same style. And I think that's what really grabbed me on this one. That kind of ties into my family musical Mm -hmm. roots. Mm -hmm. Uh, Willie Watson, of course, is with the Old Crow Medicine Show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Folks, we're talking uh, with the W Lovers here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka about all things David Rawlings, Gillian Welch, and company. I believe this is the third record, you know, as far as uh, having the David Rawlings name, so to speak, attached to various albums. Um, Do you think that this is, uh, you know, as just a body of work, something that they were kind of continuously building to? Or do you think this possibly was a little bit of a departure from the previous two albums under the David Rawlings umbrella, so to speak. The other ones were called David Rawlings Machine, weren't they? This one was just David Rawlings. I think they switched up the players from what I gather. For this particular record? Mm, that's interesting. I don't know, because we didn't we didn't sit around listening to all of his um, you know, like the full discography before discovering this record. We we heard this one first. So I guess you have to kind of work backwards in that respect. Um, and and as an artist, I don't know, like, I don't know if you sit down and think, I'm going to write an album this week, month, year or whatever, and it's going to be different. I think just as a songwriter, when you're writing all the time, you your style naturally changes. So I don't know, that's my two cents, but I don't know if it's worth anything. I, I think. For us personally, we've um, just the last two, the first two albums that we put out were just a collection of songs and they were kind of just like the songs we had. We put them on a record. Um, our, th- our third album is um, is a bit different because it's more of a concept, but I think, I don't know if many artists sit down and think, I'm going to write an album in this way or in the spec. I think most, most of the time it just comes out, right? Yeah, I certainly don't write with any sort of concept or idea in mind. Just let the songs trickle out as they can. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I can't speak for him. I can only speak as a listener and a lover of the songs and kind of imagine. I would love to have a cup of coffee with him, like far out. That would be cool. Pick his brains and ask him about his writing process. Because his songwriting is so like, it seems so simple, but it's not. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, what I love about him most. You know, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole relatively recently, and you're probably aware of this, but there seems to be kind of an ongoing collaboration on an ad hoc basis with John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin. And I heard an absolutely gorgeous version of going to California that uh, they had done, I, I want to say down in Athens, Georgia, or someplace like that. But uh, it, it, he just, he's a brilliant musician as well. And he just, you know, his mandolin parts just really fell in line so nicely. And I, personally would just after watching that video clip would just love to see Be some fly on the wall. great to fly on the wall or just a special yeah. guest performance as part of a tour we've spent many nights youtubing <laughs> and watching those videos i, I saw that same one it's gorgeous yeah yeah to be a fly on the wall and what what i really love about all of those live performances um they've done like kxp videos as well um they're all just standing around a mic maybe there's three of them maybe there's five of them Maybe there's people in the background, but it's just one mic, and you know that the musicality or the musicianship in that room is just, they're really in sync with one another. And it's just, you can't, 
you can't fake it. You can't fake it. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, it's so good. Yeah. You really have to be on your toes when it's just one (laughs) microphone. It's a, yeah, it's a real uh, traditional approach to, to recording and performing. So, um, I'd like to switch gears a little bit and talk about some of your favorite tracks. We can literally go cover to cover, front to back, or we can pick out some of your absolute favorites. Uh, what would you like to do? The whole album's my favorite. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> let's go for it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I really like. I really like all the songs and we could just go cover to cover if you want. Um, because okay. every, every song is so great. I, I like thinking about a songwriting, um, and how the songs sort of blend from one to the next. Um, some of them are really bluegrass and then some of them are kind of folk rock, you know, um, the instrumentation is really fun because when it's more bluegrassy, there's, there's almost maybe just not right. And when it gets, when the, the kit comes in on other songs, then it starts to go in a different direction. And you might even have purist bluegrass players be like, well, that's not a bluegrass album or it's not a, and then the folk purist, that's not a folk album. It's just, that's why I love it because it does take, a, it does, um, you know, pop into different little corners and it makes it such a good listening experience from start to finish. My songs like, um, like that started out when I first heard them being my least favorite and now as well, like the more I think about what the song's about lyrically are more my favorite. Now, you know, like I have to look, cause we've listened to this record. That's probably yup. A hundred yep. times. Yup. Yup. Yep. <laughs> There's a song called yup. And when I first heard it, I was like, the song, why is the song on this record? It's, it's so dark. Yeah. It's so strange. <laughs> yeah. But it's quite, it's quite cool. And the more I think about it, like there's a message in the song about, you know, um, what's the line? You can, you can take a woman to hell, but, um, but she'll come back again. Yeah. <laughs> just, just talking about the strength of women, but it's like an old farmery kind of song, you know, like there's this guy in a field and, um, and then the devil comes up and he says, I'm going to take one of your kids. And he's like, well, you can't take John, my eldest son, because he's got work that needs to be done kind of deal. <laughs> And then so the devil's like, well, I'm going to take your woman. And he's like, all right, go take my woman. And then the devil takes her off to hell. And then she like raises hell in hell. And then there's all these little devils that are like, look, we can't handle this woman in hell. Can you just take her back, please? I love that. My favorite part about uh, music is the interpretation. Um, We probably have it all wrong. It's probably symbolic of something else. Who knows? I I just think the song's kind of funny. Yeah. (laughs) Every song on this record is a sing-along, though, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. touring around the country, having a six-year-old in the car that can sing along and doesn't really have to think about it. Um, Our son loves uh, Money is the Meat in the Coconut. He walks around singing that all the time. Money is the Meat in the Coconut. Yeah. (laughs) Going back to Yup for a second, I love the Mm -hmm. presence of a singing saw. It was kind of cool and unexpected. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, when uh, I think it's on the Nine Little Devils line. but but going on from Yup, uh, money is the meat in the coconut. Let's talk about that one a little bit. Um, are there any lyrics that resonate with you, or are there any just like little sort of intricate uh, pieces, uh, you know, musically speaking, that kind of stand out and make your hair stand on end? I don't know. I I don't know that I've really analyzed the lyrics for money is the meat in the coconut because I feel like it's one of those songs that sounds really simple, and I just sing along. 
I just sing along and I snap my fingers or tap on the steering wheel if I'm in the car. Or... I don't really understand what that song means. I've been trying to figure it out myself. I don't know. And I don't know <laughs> if it matters to me that I don't understand. I think I think it's kind of cool just to have a good sing-along song. Um, whereas, you know, there are other songs that we sort of delve in deeper to meanings. But with that one, it's just you see the joy on anybody's face who play that song to and they're just like, what? Okay, Brad. <laughs> Money is the meat and the coconut. Money is the milk and the jug. <laughs> um, but no, there's some really weird songs. Uh, what is it like? I I feel like there's lines in that song where you have to go and Google the lyrics because it's like, what is it? Um, something in Babu, you know, like he's talking about, is it nonsense or is it is it not nonsense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a monkey married a baboon. A baboon took that ring. She reached right up and kissed him, and the bride began to sing. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the that's the bass player in the background going boop boop boop. So I think for me, that's just what I listen to the sound of, and I love the sound of it. Friends are talking with the W lovers here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka about all things David Rawlings, Gillian Welch, and a host of amazing musicians. Um, what's next? We have Yup, we have Money is the Meat and the Coconut. What other tracks do you just absolutely adore? My, my favorite is Airplane. Airplane. Personally, that's one of my all-time favorite songs, actually. It's just so pretty. The strings, like, yeah. they turned the one, one string player into 50 and created an orchestra. It's just incredible. kind of seems like that song's a bit about um, stuffing really tough and then sort of dreaming a little bit. And it kind of reminds me of our quarantine as well, like uh, wishing yeah. you had an airplane so you could just fly over somewhere else and, or, you know, the line is what fly over Tennessee just for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you yeah, get away from your troubles or pretend that they don't exist. You so I think we, I kind of cling to that in, tight, in desperate times. You don't know how it feels going so slow. Rolling, rolling on rubber wheels. wheels. That's relatable. Yeah. That's like, that one hits me. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially this past year and a half. Yeah. I heard kind of a sort of a Rolling Stones circa Beggar's Beggar's Banquet kind of vibe to this track for some reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was one song you were like, this kind of sounds, reminds me of the band. Is it Airplane or is it something else? No, that was Guitar Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it's got that 70s sound for sure. And the full production kind of like... uh, Cumberland Gap, kind of Neil Young, the band, sort of, Aer- sort of thing to it. Airplane, mm-hmm. though, um, the song starts with just like an instrumental, and that's like he does that a lot on his album. Whereas you know, like a lot of people follow formula with structure and songwriting, and have verse, chorus, or like little parts, you know, that are really form formula, and he just has this great way of like, I'm going to end on a bridge or I'm going to put a solo here and it's going to be longer than just like a little two bar thing, you know, thing where it's a lot of people would be like, well, that's not radio friendly or whatever. And it's just like, he's so good that he can break those rules. And he's a lot really, of people would be scared to. He masters the craft of, of emotion in that song. I feel the intro. It's tender. It's delicate. It's soulful. It's, country it's folk it's it's everything that i love and that fiddle is just tear tear jerking yeah that song's intro as well is like 
just gorgeous. It really is. It's, it's, it kind of, it can be kind of nostalgic. Like you, you know, you put on a song and you're listening to the sound of it and suddenly you're back in that place that you've got going on in your, your life. You know, it'll take, it'll take you places or take you back places. It's really, it's really nice when music can do that. And not just to a place where the songwriter wants you to go. Like, you know, you get transported to just wherever you've got fond memories. We are talking with the W lovers here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka about David Rawlings' album Poor David's Almanac. What's next? There are so many. Um, Go back to Midnight, Midnight Train. That's the same sort of thing for me. The first song on the album? Yeah, it's got that same sort of feeling in to go back to um, um, personal interpretation versus what the artist meant. Um, this one just makes me feel like I'm five years old for some reason. Probably the relation between um, my grandma playing fiddle and it sounds like the old timey music that she used to play with her group. Um, yeah. I've heard a I lot of, it, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I, th- I think, um, a lot of why I love his music and Midnight Train especially is one of those songs where you can look at lyrics and, and delve right in or you can play it to, you know, our son Phoenix. And with a with a melody like Midnight Train and the four day train roll all night long, it just it's something that anybody can get. And it it doesn't matter how deep you go, which I really love. Um this song is really cool what they do with the harmonies. It's it's not a call and response per se, but it's like he sings the line and then everybody joins in, you mm-hmm. know, the second and third times. And it's so for, for harmonies or like, I don't want to say gang vocals for a, for a folk album, but you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you are in the car, you know where to come in, even if you don't know what the words are because he sung it first. All you have to do is join in for the repeat. And I love that because, you know, our son Phoenix can sing along and so can anybody's uncle. It's great. Yeah. yeah I think the simplicity is really cool as well, because um, there's another song that I think of what song is the, the, the sugar one on that um, got a sweet tooth. It's not on this album, but it's, um, Oh, it's on another one of his records and it's got a sweet, sweet tooth. Yeah. It's a really cool song because it's just a verse and then it's another verse, and then there's 50 verses by the end. It's not that many. I'm exaggerating. But <laughs> what's really cool about it is that it's it's super folk traditional, and it just, you know, the, the verse lyrics keep changing, but the song is the same the whole way through, and it just keeps building and building. It's really cool, folk traditional, um, but modern, you know. They can, they, they, uh, he's got this timeless nature about his music like it could have been written at any point you know it could have been written in the 50s it could have been written in the 70s or the 90s or the you know and that it's coming out now is cool i wonder when he wrote these songs <laughs> makes me wonder are there any other tracks that you'd like to discuss on the album oh the last song is another really feel feely song what's the word <laughs> Gets you in the feels? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> put them up solid. Oh, yeah. Put them up yeah. solid. Yeah. It makes me feel like I'm in the Old West. It kind of, remind, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of um, 
something like your grandpa would have said, you know, like you, you've yeah. got to do it right the first time. Otherwise everything's going to come crumbling down. <laughs> yeah. That was almost gospel. Yeah. Almost. Are there any song. lyrics that stick out for you for this, uh, for this particular song? I think just the main line in the song. Yeah. Put them up solid. They won't come down. I love that. So, the simplicity in it and the truth behind it, you know, you can, you can build anything or you can run, you can run really fast through your life, but you can make mistakes. So if you slow down and focus on what you're doing, you know, I think as a parent, <laughs> the message that we want to teach our kids is like really pay attention to what's going on around you. Take your time and, you know, and, and do it right. Spend the time doing it right. I personally am so bad at that. I run through life super fast. I'm like, yep, let's book this tour. Let's book that tour. Let's put that album out. Let's let's run around. And I guess if the quarantine has taught me anything, it's to slow down and just take your time because it doesn't matter if you take time to do something. I, I think, for, for example, our fans don't care if our record comes out in three months or six months or three years. I think that they're going to be happy to have it when they get it. So, you know, like putting taking the time to, to sort of, make something beautiful it's like growing a garden which is what wesley's been doing the last year oh yeah what's what's in your garden right now oh a little bit of everything lots of tomatoes lots mm -hmm. of uh, squashes and peppers mainly peppers actually uh, we grew everything from seed this year started it indoors and now it's uh, all in the garden about four feet tall and happy in the heat I'm most excited that he's growing feijoa and passion fruit because coming from New Zealand, that's just not something you find in the market. So I am excited to have those fruits back <laughs> in my life. Eat them by the spoonful. Yeah. I'm going to make some patchouli oil into the growing season. That should Happy. be fun. Nice. Nice. You either love it or you hate it. I happen to love it. I love it too. <laughs> but then all the, um, but then all like the herbs that you would go in and spend three dollars fifty on at the at the store he's done too, like lots of basil. Oh yeah, herbs. Every, mm -hmm. every herb under the sun. Mm. It's nice to go out and pick a, pick a fresh bunch. Pick a pick of <laughs> pickled peppers. Uh, Wesley and Flora, I'd like to uh, wrap up our conversation with. Uh, a little bit of back and forth about cover art. So as we all know, we. Uh, we live in the 21st century. Things are wild and chaotic and crazy. Sometimes that, you know, impedes on your day-to-day -day life. Sometimes that kind of impedes on the way music can get released. But the one thing that we can, you know, agree that just is pervasive, has never really changed, is some sort of presence of cover art with any sort of release. And uh, when you look at the cover of Poor David's Almanac, what kinds of images are conjured up in your mind um do you think it's a good representation of the album yeah yeah it's a good picture of representation uh, it's and, almost like a cave art and also the title <laughs> as well it's an almanac right so it's like a year calendar so you've got lots of different things on there um representing seasons and then same same throughout the, the record as well which is quite nice i and that's probably the biggest link to to what we're doing, well, what we what we're thinking of for our album—not an almanac, but like a representation of, of a year's period—and um, taking months out of the year 
for songs. Yeah. But that album cover, it's really simple. It's just, you know, like two colors. And it's, it's again, it's just kind of got that timeless look about it. It doesn't say, hey, I'm an album from the 80s. Look at this hairdo. <laughs> you know, like it's just, it's it's pretty artwork. It doesn't, um, it's understated too. It's, I think it's really pretty. Flora Wood, Wesley Wood of the W Lovers. Thank you so much for being on Cover to Cover. This was a lot of fun. Oh, thanks for having us. We like talking about David Rawlings. All right. Thanks so much to all of you for taking some time to stop by the program today. For all of you listeners out there, thank you very much. And please remember to hit that subscribe button on that device in which you listen to your favorite podcast, whether that's on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, or maybe even Amazon. Take a moment to tell a friend or tell some of your family members about our show. Let us know how much you like the show by giving us a good rating. That will certainly help us appear higher in search results. And feel free to drop us a line at hello at covertocoverconversations.com. Intro and outro music of our podcast is produced by Jarrett Nicolay at Mixtape Studios in Northern Virginia. We hope you discovered some new music, perhaps rekindled your love for an old forgotten song, and shared a good moment with us as we continue to sonically explore a world from cover to cover.